Good evening. It has been a, a few weeks, but I'll tell you, um, for those who've had these weeks of Pesach and getting back to school and the grind and life, if you've, if we've been inculcating this, then we've been more successful. Uh, it's really a lifetime's work, as mentioned, but, um, I'm going to give you, I had a, one of my younger siblings, uh, just yesterday, uh, spoke to me about one of the life decisions. And uh, they're moving and this, and there's a lot of, uh, instability. And I was telling the sibling that, you know, I gave him, I actually I gave him some practical advice, which is always important. But afterwards I said, at the end of the day, the more you feel Hashem in this process, not only will you be calmer, but you'll be more successful in your decision. Right? And that's true in every area um, of life. We all have so many things <laughs> on a daily basis, which could, not every day they major life decisions, but they could make us happy that day or make us sad that day. Right? You could have had a great Seder or a difficult one, depending on you know, your feelings on the matter, or a million things, relatives, family, decisions, business, vacations, so many things, you know, make and break us on, on a very strong level that, to me, I'm not to me, actually, as I said in the beginning, uh, as the author said, there's nothing more important than bitachon for success in ruchnius. Right? That of anything, uh, that that more important than anything else is bitachon, because if we're sad, if we're unnecessarily stressed, if we don't feel that connection to Hashem, we don't see why this is happening to me, why this is fair, right? So then, um, you know, we don't do nearly as well what, in in what we could be doing. So I just want to reiterate, I know some people couldn't make it tonight, for some back, some people still clean up their... But this is all important. It really, really is. And, and it's not a class time. Uh, it's a lifetime's work. And to the extent we work on it, we will have a better life. <laughs> we'll have a happier life. We'll have a more successful life. Right? Um, so let's pick up where we left off. So we had left off on... In the third chapter, Parak Gimel, and we had ended Parak Bades with the seven uh, criteria. I think I have my copy here. The seven qualities that Hashem has ensures my trust in Him. And actually, now in Parak Gimel, actually in the beginning, we'll review it, and then it's going to go into the the next level. There are five prerequisites to truly trust Hashem, to truly feel a practical emuna uh, in Hashem. The first of these five prerequisites is Shiyamin vizbar etzlo, that it should be true and clear to a person, 
Hiskapsus Hashiva and Yamin Belokim. These seven things previously, these seven qualities that we can trust in Hashem. Asher Hiskapsum, the Mishaboyit Kambo, Yitachalif Tachalav. Somebody has these seven qualities, you can trust in them. Ukvar Zechartim, we already wrote them and told you them, but I'm just going to review them really quick. Actually, for us, it's actually good because we've had a few weeks break. These seven qualities, because the more we're cognizant, as I said, I still have it. I put it here. This was I when I was learning this 13 years ago. So I broke down this whole book, this whole chapter to this. So, like, as you know, my handwriting. Anyone who's seen my, my drushes, I, I write very small and very tersely. Uh, no one can imagine my little paper has about 45 minute speeches on them, but this is the whole chapter. So, here are the seven, here are the seven, uh, the seven nine to rely on Hashem, and here are the five prerequisites. Um, but the seven are important, really, because, you know, as mentioned, um, feeling Hashem in your life is not just a nice thing. I, you know, I mentioned before that it'll be better life, you'll be more successful. It's really important for a person's whole ruchmias, uh whole spirituality. Somebody just asked me tonight, you know, the different opinions when you, uh, certainly the firma world uh, marks the Holocaust uh, on Tisha B'Av. Uh, there are those who mark it now, so the state of Israel does, and you know, those who were against felt it shouldn't be a Nissan, and it was an arbitrary date based on certain things. But at the end of the day, it's important to recognize the Holocaust, whether it's tonight or in, or, or in Tishaba. But when you think about the Holocaust, you think about surviving the Holocaust, living in the Holocaust, how the Holocaust, I mean, you know, a person has to have some level of betocha in the whole matter, you know, as mentioned many times. Um, I, I, I myself and the grandchild of four survivors and we're not talking about a better life if you didn't have Bitochan after the Holocaust or during the Holocaust you didn't have a life <laughs> you know if you'd be broken people um, you know if you're in France today um, I would say Bitochan is not just a nice thing it's an essential thing um, if you're in Israel and you're watching Iran I, I would say it's not a nice thing your whole Connection to Hashem. You know, I, once in a while, your parents struggling with their children. You know, bitachon very, very difficult to be happy. Marriage, parnasa. Right? It's not just right. It, it's everything. It really, really is that the, the difference of feeling Hashem in life and seeing Hashem in life versus you know everything's by chance. Oh, nothing really matters. Why this happened to me? Could it happen this way? Could it happen this way? So, again, he's going to review the seven, and he's going to go on to the next six. Harishon is Shabari Sparach. Merachim al The first thing that you have to know to trust in Hashem is that Hashem has more mercy on us. Right? As we love our children. Everyone here loves their children. You'll miss Hashem. Right? Right? You love a parent, love, you can never, you can all, you, you imagine for your kid, you would do anything in the world. 
Hashem loves us more than we love our children, more than our parents love their child, more than anyone cares about us, more than we love our parents. Hashem has more mercy on us more than any other person in this world, more than we can imagine. The Korachamim, the Chemla, she was lost love. Kulam Hamirachamim Hakel, the Chemla. Anytime, anything, we have any mercy. We have a good break in life. Something goes well. That's because Hashem had Rachamim on us. Kamosha Amor Hakasiv, as we says in Zivarim, Yikimol Yichas. Benasan Lacha Rachamim, Vericham Chaverbech. I'm going to give you Rachamim. Right? Um. Hashem gives us rachamim to give on others, and he has, therefore, when people rachamim on us, whether it's to have a break, whether it's to have an okay for the other person's helpful for Hashem, one of them to have rachamim is for us. That's the first. Yeah, sure. So, you compare the love um, to parents to children, right? But parents. Even more. Even more. Even more. Parents would never arm their kids, right? They would never. Right. Then I, I, it's a stupid question. I, if, why would uh, Hashem send us um, like terrible things when it happened? Like parents would never do that. So, so it's a fantastic question. Now it's, it's a very important question. So, do patch your kids ever? Oh, you know, I'll, I'll cover the thing. You scream at your kids ever? Do you take them to the dentist and they drill a cavity? in their cheek if a, if a kid has God forbid uh, a hernia did you give them surgery all painful things but what do you, what's the answer your kid may not understand this at all yesterday my son Joseph Mayer we didn't know this until yesterday he's allergic to kiwi uh, and his mouth swole got very much swollen um, and of course if you it, it, that was just within a half hour after eating this kiwi could have gotten much worse even. First time he had an allergic reaction to it. Did he had it before? He's had it before, yeah. And it had a tr- terrible allergic reaction to it. So my wife had to give us EpiPad. You know, we never did that before. Um, and, you know, it hurts a little bit. It's a needle. So he was like, no! She, okay, she, she told him she should get a toy car. And, you know, <laughs> that did the trick. He took the EpiPad. But, you know what? If he didn't take that, first of all, the allergy could have got much worse. Because when you know there are kids who go into shock from allergies, God forbid, God forbid. So giving that shot is very. So whatever we we don't understand how things go. We see very partial picture. But now imagine a two year old. A two year old is clueless, right? Why they have to get a shot, right? They, when Nebuch, I, I don't I, you know, it gets me. But I, you know, when I went to like Camp Simcha, my wife's family was very involved with kids camp of cancer. Little kids have no clue in what's happening to them. Right? Their parents are taking them for surgeries. Do, do they know why? This, but of course, it's for their best. So when bad things happen to anybody, something sometimes it's for a purpose in this world. Sometimes we don't see it even till the next world. But there's nothing, zero zilch, that's not for our, our, our benefit or for our neshama's benefit. Why us? We only see partial picture. Right? But part of the Muna is to know that your question is such an important question because you have to know that anything that happens to you, it's for the best. Now, if a person does a virus, so they need a lot more fixing up. 
for a person that's sadik, it could be because they need to get more of the world to come. But, you know, everything that happens, everything that happens is for best. Now, if we do something stupid, if a person smokes, which is stupid, in an avera, okay, so, and then they get lung cancer, that's not God, that's you. <laughs> that's, that's an Hashem right? A person drives nine miles an hour, gets in a car accident, becomes paralyzed. Now, again, whether they get lung cancer, you get paralyzed, of course Hashem allows it to happen, and that's the gzera that happens. But ultimately, that's your decision-making that caused that to happen. Okay. But I imagine you're asking, you know, people do things which are not stupid or not terrible, and yet bad things happen to them. Same thing. For whatever reason, our neshama needed that. Sometimes it's corrective. Sometimes it's for events in the future. I'll give you an example. Small example, but it's an important example. Really, could go later on how Hashem runs the world. You know, I'm about to have this week, I only use personal examples because I can tell you from my own life. You know, my 14th anniversary. We married for 14 years. Okay, 14 years. Seven kids later. Best 14 years of my life. Not because of me. It's my wife, right? I was in the Mir Yeshiva. I was learning well in the Mir Yeshiva, in the Yushalayim. This is about 17 years, uh, 16 years ago. A little bit more than 16 years ago. 16 years ago. And a guy came down with pneumonia. Now, I thought it was bacterial pneumonia, it ended up being, uh, it ended up being a viral pneumonia, but I couldn't sleep, I was insomniac for, for, for a couple of weeks. I was like, like, everything that went, could have went wrong, went wrong. I was, I was only wanted to live in Israel at the time, I was only dating girls who wanted to live in Israel. Okay, I never wanted to come back to America at that point in my life. I, I told my parents 16 years ago, seven, before that, 17 years ago, I was making all that. I wasn't coming back. I was in the Mir Yeshiva. I was planning to be, I don't know, you know, Shalom or Kiyat Sefer. That would have been my life story. Okay? I don't know how it would have been. It could have been much different. Who knows what it would have been. But that was where my head my head was. I come down with pneumonia. I was learning really well in the Mir Yeshiva. Why is this happening to me? Right? So because of that, I ended up coming to America. And I can tell you about many other events in between. But eventually... I, um, uh, I, I ended up which would never have happened. So that pneumonia, was it good for me or bad for me? It was obviously good for me, on many levels. I had, I had, when I was, so, in my youth, this, I wasn't that sick, but twice I got sick. The other time before that, I had Epstein-Barr mononucleosis, and I got chronic fatigue. For like, almost a year I had symptoms. Almost a year. There's a point in my life I spent four and a half hours a night, uh, four and a half night when I was nine years old. I was learning uh, till very late at night, and I was not exercising, not eating healthy. So part of it was my fault, as that, and it, it, a little bit too intense. Um, but that experience for me gave me a lot more in the future. Now, I, I would, would I, did I like that? No, I did not. Uh, but th- that bad was for my benefit. Understand what I'm telling you? That I saw in this world. Sometimes something's happened, and we just have no idea why it happened, and that's for the next world. But, and sometimes it's not because of your benefit. It's for kapara. It's for atonement. It could be for your neshama, for a previous gilgul. There are many things. But it, the one thing which is important, which I'm very happy you asked this question, is that nothing that happens to a person, to you, not getting claw yourself. In the Holocaust, for example, 
everybody got exactly what they're supposed to get. Nothing, zero zilch happens to us, which is not supposed to happen to us, for our benefit. Now, sometimes we're supposed to change because of that. Sometimes we're supposed to chew because of that. Sometimes we're supposed to accept it happily. Right? But everything, Hashem loves us. And that means that... Are we always supposed to accept it happily? Of course. It doesn't mean we're not supposed to change. It doesn't mean we're not supposed to change. Right? When I, when I got Epstein Bar, I changed a lot. I changed my diet. I changed my sleeping habits, to an extent. I started exercising again, relatively. Um, I still can exercise some more. But, uh, you know, but also, I, I, I changed my top and, and things that were affected by it, of course. Absolutely, you're supposed to change, right? If, let's see, I'll give you an easy example. And a very, and a very tough example. I know people who wanted to get married or wanted to have kids, and they tried very hard, and it didn't happen right away, right? And this is very painful, acutely painful. I'm sure we all know people like this, and it bothers them to no end, right? You're supposed to work in your davening. You're supposed to work in your muna. You're not supposed to stay the same. Right? Hashem is speaking to you. You have to, something's there, right? You're, mm-hmm. When a person is dealing with, you know, they're dating a person and it's not all up to them, right? You're supposed to change, right? Sometimes to be more patient, so it's tefillah, right? But of course you're supposed to change. Sometimes it's, it's anava, it's humility. Sometimes, you know. I know some boys that were not that refined, and they're lucky they didn't get married away. Maybe they're not ready for marriage. <laughs> they got to change themselves beforehand, right? And if they don't, maybe they'll never get married. If they get married, they won't stay married, right? Of course, they're supposed to change. When marriage doesn't go well, so I'm assuming if two functional individuals, if someone's dysfunctional, then that you know obviously is not what we're talking about. You have two functional individuals and marriage is not going well. You're supposed to work on yourself. It could be you're supposed to work on your communication skills. It could be you're supposed to work on uh, your givingness. You could be, uh, could, it could be that you're supposed to work on, you know, doing something differently. Of course you should change. No, but you, take, you should take it up. It's just no question. If you made an intelligent decision, you married somebody intelligently. You didn't meet him, you didn't meet him in a bar. You did a shidduch, you did research. You know, he spoke to his friends. He spoke to this boy, and now you're having difficulties. So, a you're supposed to work on yourself, and b you're supposed to. Say, this is your challenge. This is your 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 test. I'll give you an easier example. Parents with children. Okay, um, you know, children you can't choose for them. You can do your best, you're obligated to educate them. You can't choose for them. Now, if you put your kid in a public school, so you kind of put them in the surroundings where they may have certain things, right? M- most kids that go to public school don't end up from. That's the reality. Most kids, if you put them in a, in a college dorm, which is co-ed, okay, so you've asked for certain things. Don't be surprised if certain things happen. Not, you can send them to Yeshiva, though, you expect a certain thing. You send a kid to a nice camp, and then this is what happened, right? Or, they choose a certain way. You can't control these decisions they make. So let's say you have, just like you have a mother, she has gifts to birth to a kid, and this kid is colic. Right? Anyone ever had a colic baby? No, but it reflects in 
reflux. Crying all the time. Crying. So, what? They just cry for nosing. They cry in the middle of the night. They cry in the middle of the night, and and you don't sleep. So you have to know, right? And that's that's a big challenge, right? That that child is from Hashem. So that's easy, right? Because this child is not really choosing to have reflux or to have colic, right? They're, they're, they're three months old. So that's, you can, you can intellectualize that Hashem is giving you that. Why is He giving you this test? Of course Hashem loves you for whatever it is to work on your patience, to work on your character, to be more of a giver in this world, to be more empathetic to other people. For it could be for, I don't know who you are, this person. But let's say now it's a, a, a 12-year-old who's disrespectful, a 15-year-old just hanging around the wrong kids. Now you as a parent are obligated to educate that child within reason. You can only do so much because you don't want them to... But you're obligated to do what you can. But no one thing. This child was given to you from Hashem. <laughs> this is your child. This is your test. It's not just this child. Which you And ultimately this child, they're going to live their own life. You can't... You know, you do what you can. That's all you can do for it. Of course, you should daven and cry and help the child whatever way you can. But everything that's given to us from Hashem. So, of course, very often we're supposed to change for the better. <laughs> there are people who change for the worse. There are people who have life challenges and they get broken by it. And that they, they failed in their test. Or they didn't have a bitachon. They get angry at God sometimes. And I've heard that. You know, why is God doing this to me? They become unhappy. That's, that's the lack of bitachon. Um, okay, so very important question. That's not a small question. Um, Hashem has more mercy than anyone else of us. Number two. Because Baruch knows exactly what's for our benefit. And of course it is logical. We're Hashem's creation. Of course Hashem knows, could see every... Pr- he created us. He created time. He knows exactly what's best for us. He'll know what's going to be for our best and for our worst. Right? What... what what will we cause our sick person sick or to be healthy? So we often recreate something and we're done with it. Hashem is constantly creating us. Right? Hashem is constantly involving us. So all our characteristics. Hashem creates every aspect of us, including our children and our where we end up. He knows exactly what's best for us. Actually, I had somebody come to me this afternoon on fertility. Okay, Hashem made the person's body and the husband's body, and he knows their life situation. Now, does that mean that that person shouldn't try to do fertility treatments? No, they should, but. They're, whether they're successful or not is Hashem. Right? Of course, sometimes, as I mentioned previously, they, it could be the lack of prayer, the lack of merit, which holds it back. It could be the lack of, obviously, to have children you have to do on the mitzvah, 
right? Could we do that correctly? But of course, Hashem knows exactly how what how things can work. Everything in, in the hands of Hashem. Um so as pasuk says in Yeshai, I am the Lord your God. I give you exactly what's best for you. Now, of course, life is a GPS, so depending on our decisions, I'll give what's best at, at that point, right? If you all came tonight, so your life will be different for the rest of your life. It's not a joke. Somebody who came, your life will be different. Your entire rest of your life will be different because you came tonight. Now, will it be majorly different? Most likely not. I mean, there'll be some difference in your life. If somebody, you know, could have come to this class tonight and took care of their kids, that's a very legitimate reason. That Their life will be different because they took care of their kids. If somebody, instead of coming to class tonight, I've heard of this before, maybe it's, maybe some of you have, watched this thing called, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, television. Okay. And I'm sure you never heard of this uh, thing. But if they did it, their life will be different, right? And if they watched a vulgar show, right? Something which is a vulgar... Uh, you know, like something they can have in Paris. You know what these things are, right? <laughs> uh, so, their life will be different also, but on a lower level. And God will deal with them on that level. Now, of course, you can always do chuva. I'm not blaming anyone whether they come up, but there's no question... That changes who you are. Now, these are minor changes, what you did tonight. These are not major, but it does make a difference. And therefore, how we react to it will have a difference. Hashem will deal with us as we deal with ourselves, right? That's the GPS of life. But there's no question how we deal with ourselves, right? Somebody goes to a Pesach retreat uh, in Hawaii on a beach. So their Pesach is going to be different than somebody who is going to shiur him, okay? person who is very careful about, you know, having ruchnias. So, both of those people, Hashem will give exactly what's best for them. Hashemla, but they'll have, what's good for one is not good, it's a different situation. Um, so, the Kies Hashem, uh, and also the Shalom Allah says, Kies Hashem, Yev Hashem Yochiyach, Sometimes Hashem rebukes those who He loves. Right? If you're a, if you're, you know, if you're cared about, sometimes you get more scrutiny. So that's for your benefit, of course. But sometimes that's that, that's how it goes. Vashlishi number three is When you're relying on Hashem, you have to know Hashem is all powerful. <laughs> he is. In one second of a Kaddish Baruch Hu once, Iran could go poof, right? There could be a revolution in Iran tomorrow morning. And there's no nuclear problem anymore, right? In one second, in one second, Hashem is more powerful than any, what Netanyahu wishes he can do, Hashem can do in a second, what Obama wishes he can do, right? In one second, a Kaddish Baruch Hu could change everything, right? Mikol Chazak. Is more, is stronger than anything else in this world. Udvaro nigzar mikol davar. Whatever Hashem says is what happens. Right? If somebody wants to kill somebody, he's out to kill them, choose. Hashem doesn't want them to be killed, they won't be killed. Period. Right? What Hashem wants in the world, that's what's going to happen. Right, actually, 
he was supposed to go to a school. And there were a car accidents right before the school that blocked the traffic. He got stuck there. Right, unbelievable. Right, the school was supposed to be attacked. There's a car accident. Instead, he went to hypercasher. Um, we say in Tehillim, whatever Hashem wants, that's what we've done. The Amar is saying Yeshayahu, Ken Yed Varei Asher Yitzim Epi, Lo Yashuv Eli Reikam Kimes Asher Chafatzu. Hashem wants that is what will happen. Now, often Hashem gives us and empowers us to do things, but ultimately, if, if it's not what it's supposed to be, right? Then Hashem is going to make it exactly that way. Hashem is intimately involved um, in all of His creations. Nothing is hidden from Hashem from the um, from the big to small. Right? If you're doing one thing, it doesn't cause you to forget something else for the Shabbos sense. Uh, called Shikasov Lama Soimer Yaakov Usadabri Yisrael Nistra Darkim Hashem Melokhan Shadiyavar. Why do you think it could say one thing and it will hide the other thing from Hashem? Shem knows everything about us. Everything we do. Right? Just to give an example. I, if, if tonight somebody watched that Paris show, right, and tomorrow a person goes to a shear, so the shear is what the shear, and the Paris show is the Paris. The fact that you go to the shear tomorrow night doesn't take away the fact that the Paris show tonight on that, uh, that what's it called? That, um, your mom again. It's still. I have no idea. Yeah, I heard of this. this, this, this. I never seen it. Oh, I the boob tube, that's what it's called. You know, the boob tube? Never. V'amar Yishayahu Yishayahu Mem Chavchas Halo Yadata Im Lo Shamata Elokei Olam Hashem Boirik Tzaisa Aretz Don't you know that Hashem created the whole world? Lo Yiaf Lo Yiga Ein Chekutz Masu Guys, not get tired or weary. There's not. There's no balance to what Hashem knows, right? Like we can imagine, because Baruch right now knows what's going through all our heads, all our hearts. Not only us, but the rest of the world. Certainly, all the Jews who was Hashkacha Pratis. Vachamishi number five is She'ain. This is very important. She'ain biad el achal me'abruim. Nobody can hurt us. Hey, no car can hit our car if Hashem doesn't want it. Nobody can choose to punch me in the face. Now, you know, people get nervous. They're out to get me. Right? They're scared of mothers, mother-in-laws, siblings. That's, they're just Hashem. And they can't do anything. Right? There's nothing can happen to a person. Plus Hashem. If a mother or a mother or a husband or that's Hashem, you're supposed to have this happen. They cho- now they chose to be the shluchim for this negative or positive thing, but nothing good or bad happens to a person but for Hashem's decree. Yeah. There's somebody I have specifically in mind. They're like always scared, of like what's going to happen next, and if you do this and. 
if you put broil on your oven, your whole house is going like, to blow up and all these things. Is that a lack of bitachon? So, so there's two things. There's, I'm sounds like a personality, but again, if you jump off a bridge, you'll die. Okay. Be like paranoid of every little thing. No, so that's an, uh, that's that's uh, that's probably a combination of you know bad uh, character traits and lack of bitachon. There is, of course, rational fears, right? I, I would be scared to walk with a yarmulke in Afghanistan or Iraq. That's dangerous, right? And maybe parts of Paris as well, from what I see. Right? Parts of Russia as well, I'd be scared to walk with a yarmulke. Certainly parts of Iran, right? But that's not irrational. That's You're putting yourself in a dangerous situation. Uh, the, if you're doing normal, everyday events, you, you know, there are more people that die in driving a car than flying a plane, right? So, to me, every time you get into a car, you should be nervous, petrified, oh my goodness, I can die in this car ride, God forbid, we should, no, everyone knows what it is. If it's car, in a car ride, no, that means you should drive safely, you should put on a seatbelt, if you're traveling far, you should say to Philos Haderach, and then you should have be talking about Hashem, right? How do you ever know when you drive a car that not someone drunk driving, God forbid, it's not another person? How do you ever know when you're driving a car somebody with uh, with the blueberry or the orange uh, e-phone is not you know seeing their texting and hit your car? You can uh, I, you know I mentioned a, few, a couple of years ago I was on I was on Meridian and somebody driving next to you with their head down you know you know answering a, a ta- uh, uh, their, their, their phone. I saw the person. They weren't looking at all. That car, they had that red light. They would have smashed the car in front of them. I, I get out of there as soon as possible. I got left. I don't want to be near this person. You know? But the reality is, is there are people like that in the streets. Should you be nervous every time you drive? No, you should be talking about Shem. You have to do your due diligence. You have to drive safely. Just put a seatbelt. If you're going long and far, you take a seat for the Sederich. Right, if you see a drunk driver, get away from them. <laughs> More than that, you have to have a Right? Let's imagine you do everything right and you get hit by a car. God forbid we should never know anything like this. That's for your best. Why is it your best? Maybe it's a kapara. Maybe it's for whatever reason. Maybe it's you, 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 you changes your life and puts you in a different direction, which you had to be. Whatever it is. But to be nervous irrationally, that's a lack of bitachon. As I mentioned, that's a terrible life to live like that. I would hate to live like that. Uh, you know, to be a nervous personality. I had a roommate years ago, 20 years ago, who was like that. And the guy couldn't sleep at night. He couldn't sleep. He was such a nervous personality. He had problems sleeping. And he was always, home, you know, sittering. You know what sittering is? Shaking. Normal guy. I mean, but he was nervous beyond belief. Actually, I gave this guy at the time. Wasn't holding. I gave, gave this guy gave it to happiness. But everybody said, "Like, let's get." He said, "Change his whole life." He still was plenty nervous, but he's less nervous. So, Baruch Hashem, I think it was a merit for myself. I gave this book. I, w- I was I was rooming with him. I'm looking at this. I, this is an, I was two people in this room. I'm living with him for six months, and the guy was a nervous wreck. I was a nervous wreck, but you know what? He couldn't sleep at night. He was, you know, it's a, not a life. So again, proper precautions, absolutely, absolutely. Nervous about things which are beyond our control, you know, absolutely not. I, I'll tell you what I get nervous about. I get nervous about when I have to make a major decision in my life, and even then, I, I try to have bitachon. 
you know, I'm having to make my decision. I am not nervous about things that are beyond my control. Now, if I'm nervous, if I don't put my seatbelt, I'm doing something wrong. I'm nervous if I'm, you know, in, in, in a rush, or I'm, I, 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 I'm lazy or whatever. That's what you're nervous about. It's to me. But what's not in my control, what's not rational, that's the lack of it. Usually, it's a bad upbringing or a bad, uh, or just some bad DNA, which you could, which a person could and should overcome and work on to have a better life, more quality um, uh, life. Okay. But importantly, that no one can hurt us. Now there are people who are so nervous, my boss, there's nothing bad can happen but for Hashem. Uh, Gemara says, person doesn't prick their finger below unless it's, there's a God decreed up above. That includes if somebody screams at you today. It means Hashem screamed at you today. Now this person, if he screamed at you or she screamed at you unnecessarily, they'll be liable. But no one thing, if you got screamed at, you got hit, you got smeared, sh- it's because Hashem said that you're not supposed to happen. Hey, you don't shouldn't be nervous but for Hashem in this world. Now that's a big level to truly inculcate. I think that's so easy, but that's the way David HaMelech lived. That's where the Chachavetz Chaim lived. There was only Hashem. You're just a shliach. You're Hashem shliach. You can, you can, you can help me or not, but it's up to Hashem. I remember, actually, going back to when I had mono. Um, this is unbelievable. You want to talk about, you know, crazy things happening. There's this guy, Dr. Strauss. He's, this, I had, this was 20 years ago. He's retired. This guy was mamish famous. He grew up Hasidic in Williamsburg. Went off the derech. Went off the derech. Ended up going to the Korean War and being a POW in Korea. Got caught in the Korean War. Prisoner of war. Prisoner of war. Ends up living in, in North Korea for about a year and a half as a prisoner of war. While he was there, he got into uh, into Near Eastern medicine and um, and uh, learned, became an expert in acupuncture. Came back with a chiropractor. His practice was like unbelievable. He had, it was in Palm Beach, Florida. Like the very wealthy people and all the Hasidim used to come in from like well, they used to fly in from Borough Park in Williamsburg to see him. It was like the office. You'd, I, so I went there when I had chronic fatigue. He actually, he was the shliach. He was the person who fixed me up. You know, I, and the truth is, I didn't believe him. I, I am, I'm a very straight shooter. I was not going to any chiropractor, acupuncture. My first appointment, I, when I was younger, I played basketball for like a lot. I jammed this left thumb so many times. And, and the last time I really jammed it for about a couple of years, I had this, uh, you know, like a slight pain on my thumb. So I told this, uh, I told the, uh, this doctor, I had a chronic fatigue, and I mentioned my thumb. But I was a real skeptic going into him. So I said to him, he did this acupuncture, which I felt weird for like 24 hours after. after. And he, he did the, uh, he did also this uh, uh, manipulation, chiropractic. And I said to him, what about my thumb? And he says, yeah, I fixed that. And lo and behold, I'm moving my thumb 
Like for the first time in two years, I can move my, I can bend my thumb. I, and literally, this is 20 years ago, I couldn't bend my thumb. I jammed this thumb so many times, I couldn't do this. I, like, I was only like that. And I could do this, I'm like, oh my goodness, this guy actually fixed me, right? And, and so I'm telling you personally what happened. So then, I think like a, f- a few times I visited him, I would, my chronic fatigue was fixed. Um, but it was a long line. No, no, he never came back. Um, never came back. But, he, but the funny thing is, I come into his office the first time. He says, Zogmir. The time he's in his 70s. Tell me, what's, what's the problem? He says, they, he says, they tell me I'm a good shliach. Now, he's actually, there's a few book, like, Visions of Greatness. He's in this book. In this book. They sent the Labavitch Rebbe, they flew him up to, when the Labavitch Rebbe had the stroke, they flew him up to, to, to you know, like it really is a crazy office because you would go there, be to him there, you know, there'd be a waiting room, there would be a, ra- a waiting, a, a waiting room there. Oh, one second. So there, be, there would be a waiting room there, and so you had all these wealthy people there, and. At the same time, at the same time, you had these chassidah there, all sitting, all sitting there, you know, looking at you, like, you know, to him, to in his office. But I remember he says to me the first time, they tell me, I'm a good shliach. They tell me, I'm a good shliach. So they tell me I'm a good I'm a good shliach. So he that's what he was. You know, he had had so many from patients come to him. If he wasn't supposed to cure me, and by the way, I'm gonna tell you a crazy story. I was the least type of person to go to this kind of doctor. Even today, I'm like shocked that I ever went to him. But what happened is this is crazy. I was I, I went back before to the Mir Shiva and I went to my parents on my beach for three months. So A, I was supposed to be going to Yeshiva. I went back to my beach for three months. I was learning the Kolo in Miami and a guy comes by one day and I was telling him I had this chronic fatigue because you know, there's a doctor in Palm Beach who some people come down from and I've heard he's cured this. Like, I would never heard of this guy. You know, and by that time I had chronic fatigue for like six months. You know, chronic fatigue is you walk around like you feel like 70%. So, and I went to this guy, right? And the sequence of it, but if, he, if he's not, so this, this doctor, if he wasn't supposed to cure me, he couldn't cure me. You understand what I'm saying? And if he's supposed to do it, then it was at the right time to, 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 to be. So nobody's gonna help you or hurt you, uh, but for, uh, but for Hashem. By the way, the fact that this, all these people were coming in <laughs> was also for whatever reason, right? Nothing happens. Like they, you know, I, I want to make sure that their hair is coming in and out, but at the end of the day, it, you know, nothing happens but for Hashem. No one, no one can disturb a class or nobody could disturb you if it's not for your benefit. So, for, for your challenge, for your, uh, kids, which, it's a different reality. Right? It, 
We typically, you know, when a person gets sick, so you, can, you can't, you know, God forbid, so you can maybe blame nature. And, you know, if someone hurts us, we don't see Hashem. We go after the person. Right? We, we visualize the person. We don't say that Hashem is doing this to us. But what we're really saying is that nothing, zero, zilch, can happen to, but for Hashem. Right? But for Hashem. Nothing can happen to a person about the Russian. Um Rish Bikavatas Biko Echamia Echam Al Yakoto so you shouldn't ye chose bikonbo kivikhotu Afapi Shibotech Bashrasam, right? Um we so when you feel that somebody can help you and only that person can help you, you put your trust in them. If somebody else could affect you, then you can't really trust them because what if this happens? What if this happens? Right, but really, everything, good and bad, comes from Hashem. Any person... Now, again, we have free will, so if something bad is supposed to happen, this person chooses to be the, the shliach for it. But all they are is a shliach. Hashem is the But if it's all Hashem, then all you have to worry is about us Hashem. Because right? tomorrow, Iran, if Hashem wants Iran not to threaten the Jewish people, there'll be no Iran. When Haman and Achajerish come, we do tshuva, there's no Haman and Achajerish. Haman's hung. Right? It gets hung. We have to, we have to be scared of, 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 of Hashem. If something's bad happening, as Hashem is speaking to us, it doesn't mean that you can not worry about having an Israeli army and not worry about, of course you have to worry about that stuff. But ultimately, it's all Kaj Barko. Nothing bad happens to us, but for Hashem. Um, or good. Don't put your faith and, and, and big people, but I'm sure for people who can't really give you that that, that ultimate salvation. Vashkishi, Shiederav, Tuvalkim, Al Ha'adam, Umasha Hiskoso, Bo, Mirai Vachesed, Vahateva, Mibli, Shiroi Atslo, Bukach, Velo, uh knows exactly what's best for us. And um he knows how to help us even for things to ricochet in the future. No, give it to us for chasid. Um to think out, right? Again, I'll give you an example. I had pneumonia. I was not supposed to be my, my wife for an, a year and a half later. Between the time I got, I was in the Mir Yeshiva, I had to say, you know, at the time, my wife was not planning to live in Israel, right? Uh, you know. And actually, when we got engaged, as crazy as it sounds, I had planned to just go back to Israel, right? But I ended up going to Lakewood. That's a different story. But you don't know. Hashem, these things are planted years in advance. Right? I, I mean, when you think about how you get married, where you end up years in advance for this chesed to happen. 
right? Years uh, in, 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 in advance, right? It, that Hashem wanted this to happen for the good. Year, years in advance, right? Your husband works for Google. What's it called? Google, right? So Sergey Brin and Larry Page had to start a company for your husband. Years in advance. The, he's working there. Gershon Braun was part of the Cheshbon. When they started, they don't realize this. Now, I'm not going to talk about what the company does necessarily. Their searches, but, uh, right. But that was part of the plan. Not, in, in, everything is there. In that, in that Chesed. In that Chesed. Vashvi, in number seven, just, she is part of, so, seven. I'm up to number seven right now. It, or she's parts like kill call hava shomazem everything has also everything has a set uh boundary uh nothing uh can give more or less washam decrees in marble mashigazim uto if the gezera is this it's going to be exactly that if you're supposed to get one million, one hundred thousand and thirty-three dollars. That's what you'll get. And if you get fifteen thousand and six dollars, that's what you get. And no matter what you do, if that's the gazera, you can't do anything about. It. Now, often Hashem has permutations. If you do this and this, you'll make this amount of money. If you do this and this, you make this amount. But whatever that gazera is, you, it's whatever that the point of elasticity is beyond, you're not going to get it, right? You can work day and night. If God says you're not going to make more than a million dollars, it's not happening. Um, right? You won't get less than what you're supposed to get. You can say... Okay, it's said on Yom Kippur, right? But it technically could change. Depending on... Depending on tefillah, depending on other It's not true. It's not true. At times. At times. It's not, not sure. always. Well, not always. Right. So some things don't keep her black and white, and some things are depending on your tool. But even then, there's still a limit to your gazero, right? Right. Your gazero is going to be. You could again. Let's imagine your gazero is. You can make fifty thousand dollars if you do this. You can make a million dollars if you do this. You're not. But you're not going to make more than a million dollars. So if you go ahead and work Wait, and you job and change. For what? What kind of zero? So again, that's if there are people sick and they can cry and daven, and there's a zero doesn't change. So right. there's certain types. Some. So what I'm telling you, some types of zeros could change. You don't know this, and I don't know which ones. And some are not changing, <laughs> no matter what you do, are not going to change. So certain things are up to be changed. Now we always treat as everything as could be changed, but certain things with niggs on your kipper someone's going to die and whatever you do they're going to die <laughs> whatever you do they're going to die now where those feelings and prayers and stuck and merits go it will go to the family it will go to other things right but Minash this was going already so based, everything is based on the, on the Xera mm-hmm. but very often the Xera is if the family members pray and if the friends get stuck off he'll be saved and if they don't, he'll die, right? Let's say it's like that. But it could also be the Xerah's last one. But whatever the Xerah is, 
right? But that's built into the original Gezeira, right? Depending on what you do, that's what will happen. There's still limits to that, right? There's still, uh, there's still boundaries to the Gezeira. Um, Actually, the Medr says by Mordechai, when he heard the Haman's Gzera, he went to Shemaim and saw was it written in blood? Was it written in offer? If it was written in blood, it couldn't be changed. If it was written in offer, it could be changed. That's actually the Medr in Megillus Esther, that how Mordechai took the Gzera, was it a set Gzera? Or was it a Gzera that could be changed? And it saw was a Gzera that could be Change. Now, most of us in life, we have no idea what's our gezerah that's immutable and not, right? So we always try to change it for the better. But sometimes there's a punishment or reward which is immutable. Um, and even when it could be changed, there are limits depending on what it is. Um, Hakoimas bidis avoira, sibos le sibos sibos. Right? Amisha in a maven in a little yakshu, kia siba mischayeves, mechayeves, right? A person who doesn't understand how the world goes, they'll think that this happened because of I was in this school, or I was in this place, or I had this thing. You can see one little grain of, of wheat could have 300 bushels come from it. Uh, and each one of these bushels have more kernels. One seed causing 10,000 bushels after all said and done. Um... So you think that this little kernel caused all these bushels? But really, Hashem put into that little kernel the ability to reproduce, 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 reproduce. Um, right? So, sitting by an Adam, who comes from Tipa of Zero, right? How does sperm look? Sperm is like a little fish. This person, right? could go ahead and create all these things it's really Hashem manufacturing everything which goes behind it um, and, this, um, and really when somebody does us a favor right, somebody gives us a job somebody helps us out somebody, someone is scaring us in the negative, you have to see it's all Hashem no one's, they're just a little cog in a big wheel right, if there's nothing there's nothing there that Hashem's not creating and if we try to you know what our problem is you know we talk about speaking uh, unfortunately or contemporary Iran now I give Bibi Netanyahu a lot of credit for stepping up on this issue I, I think it's a scary issue when you really think about Iran getting nuclear weapons but what Bibi Netanyahu doesn't know um, is that he can do whatever he wants <laughs> and he should but if Hashem doesn't want Iran to disappear They'll get nuclear weapons with Obama, without Obama, with sanctions, without sanctions. Right? Hashem is talking to us, to the Jewish people, right? We still have a lot of work to do in the land of Israel. There are many Jews who don't keep Shabbos or kosher. Many Jews who live very promiscuous lives. And there are many Orthodox Jews 
who hate their brothers and sisters, who do many things wrong, who are, who are not doing their job. Oh, I'm not telling you not psychologists. Plenty of primitives have to improve, right? But we imagine we're okay. So Hashem sends an Iran. No, 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 no. You gotta wake up. Gotta, how much Achtas came this summer when this Gaza war happened? There were people, all kinds of unity happened. I can tell all these stories. How come that's not there without the Gaza war? Shouldn't that be always? Right. Right. These things happen. If we would be perfect, you have no problems. Right. Do you punish your kids if they get, they do their homework? They get good grades? They, they work their hardest? No. What happens if your kid doesn't do their homework? Doesn't apply themselves in school? Doesn't behave in class? Then you gotta start dealing with them. So if the kid thinks it's a teacher, or that class, they have to know it's because they're not doing their job. So with us, nothing bad is going to happen if, if uh, Hashem. So if we think it's oh, Bibi Netanyahu going to Congress is going to save this problem, we're making a mistake. <laughs> now it doesn't mean Bibi Netanyahu shouldn't go to Congress, but Bibi Netanyahu needs to go to Congress. Assuming I'm not saying that was necessarily the right move, but let's imagine it was. And we got to daven, we got to do tshuva, we got to figure out how we can be better. But one without the other is missing the boat. Right? One without the other is, 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 you know, look at the state of Israel. It's a, it's a tremendous bracha. But as great as it gets, the problems get greater. It's like literally they solve one problem, another problem comes. You have all these Jewish minds trying to figure it out, and then this comes. Is it, whatever they do, something else pops up because you're not going to solve it if you, if you take Hashem out of the equation. Right? You're not going to fix it without everybody Shalom. And these things are... Co- How come these things are happening? The Middle East is so crazy. It's crazy. Right? So if you think that Bibi Netanyahu is going to be saving the day, again, I give him a lot of credit. I'm not... Uh, there, there have been... You know, he's done. He's taken a very strong stand. I don't think he's... You know, but if he thinks he's solving it by himself, he's clueless. If he can, you know, he thinks he's going to deal with the Palestinian problem and fix it. He doesn't even have an answer for that. Right? But even imagine he did. Take Hashem. It's not, it's not Hashem talking to us. People in Israel. Think, you think, you, you think that we're supposed to have buses running in Haifa on Shabbos? Stores, you know, operated by Russians in Carmel, serve Chazer. You think, you think that that Orthodox Jews could throw rocks, even though that's usually not true, but when it does happen, or, be, or, 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 or attack Jews for being not their level, and that's okay? Or speak Lashon Hara? Or, or, or forget about their, their standards, and that's okay? Ah, you're not doing your homework. You're failing math. You're failing, you know, Mrs. Odell Yadina's uh, class, I heard you're a tough teacher over there. Right? So, that's what Hashem says to us. But if we, what happens is, if we start being scared of Iran and forgetting about Hashem, big problem. If, we, if we're scared of our boss, or our neighbor, or somebody else, and we forget to be born Shalom, that's also the problem. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, it's, 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 it's,
he remembers it 28 ways, which is the way 28 ways, right? Hashem deals with us. Fumash Amar Eisla Ladis, Eisla is a time to live and time to die. Until we get to Eis Mokoma and Eis Shalom. The Eis Upega Yikras Kolom. Everyone has what's supposed to happen to them. Everything is coming from Hashem. The Amar Ki Galvoa Me'al Galvoa Shomer Ugvoyim Alem. The ways of Hashem are more lofty, more hidden, right, than we can ever imagine. For Amr HaKasif, just like the heavens are much higher than the land, so to my ways, you're not going to totally grasp it, but you have to know that everything, everything that happens to you in this world comes from Hashem, from Hashem. And if you try to solve your problems, without recognizing Hashem, you're not going to fully solve it. It doesn't mean if you have a health issue, you won't solve that immediate issue. But there'll be another issue that comes up. <laughs> right? Uh, you know, once upon a time, Iran was an ally of Israel, wasn't it? And Egypt was our enemy. Well, today, Egypt's our, our cold ally, and Iran is our enemy. Once upon a time, Turkey was our friend, and Jordan was our enemy. We went to war with Jordan in 1948, and 1967, and the Palestinians would come over the border. And in 1994, we made peace with Jordan. But now, right now, Turkey is now no ally of Eretz Israel. So you, you imagine you'll fix Jordan, it will come out somewhere else. Because the problem is not Jordan, and the problem is not Turkey. It's Hashem saying to Jewish people, right, you gotta fix up. And that, that applies to all of us, by the way. The same thing, if we're gonna imagine we're gonna solve our problems, and Forget where they're coming from. We have a mother-in-law. We have a brother. We have a cousin. We have a spouse. Right? Can't we have to do a shtalas? You need to have an army in Israel. You need to have a good air force. But you also have to recognize Hashem. Right? You have to, you know, you want to get a job. You have to do a good job. You got to take what's careful. But after that, we have to realize that our success is going to be a show. It's not going to be any person. It's not going to be anything. Right? Again, if someone is now, if I want to raise money for the shul, right, but I'll try to get to a, a million years and leave me the money. A guy, a person who's a school teacher, I don't get school teachers, who's making $20,000 a year, they're not going to give me a new building. A building. What do you think? No new building, right? They contribute, but they're not going to give me money. But at the end of the day, you know, the success comes from so what he's saying is if you put your, forget your focus where everything comes from and goes from and focus on the minutia you lose the farce that's the end of introduction one the other four prerequisites we'll do next week which are um, well we'll do it next week which are very different so this ends these seven things next week we'll work on the other four prerequisites but again what we're learning here is um, you know let's do one of the prerequisites because uh, it's, it's very short it's worth to do the second prerequisite for truly trusting in Hashem is Shiyeda the Yisbar Etzlo Kiyabara Yisbar Mashkif Al Ha'adam You have to know that Hashem truly looks over us Einelam Mimenu V'nigleo V'nistaro Utsfonu V'nireo Okay To know everything we're doing Hashem is saying Everything, you know, when we're davening Shimon Esrei, <laughs> Hashem's looking at we daven Kavana, right? When we're benching, how are we benching? When we put our kids to sleep at night, do you give an extra kiss? When we don't give an extra kiss, 
everything you have to talk about Hashem Hashem says exactly everything we're doing and Hashem knows do we really trust in Him or not now I don't know my trust well <laughs> I don't know your trust like, I can think I trust in Hashem but very often I'm, I, I, I can talk more than I think or I can imagine or yes so I don't even know how, I, how much I really trust certainly I don't know what you trust so Hashem knows exactly what I trust and exactly what you trust and He can know exactly what you know talk is cheap you know sometimes we can fool ourselves even right um, Hashem knows our thoughts. Very often, they're foolishness. Hashem looks over our thoughts. You, Hashem, you really know their thoughts. Right? When you know that Hashem knows what we're really trusting in, in you know, we say, Baruch Hashem, thank God, Hashem, God willing, this will happen, but we don't really believe it. God willing means you sleep well at night. You really believe in nothing to worry about. I did my part, nothing, there's not even a doubt right there. Uh, Hashem knows, believe if it's, or just talk. She, now again, even saying it is a plus. It's already a Mila. Um, it's really a, but Mila's Misha Amalem, the Pivuis Fasaf, keep doing it. Believe we're If we really believe Hashem, we really believe in Hashem, maybe we would daven, like, with all of our heart, right? And when we, 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 after we, we did something, we'd have complete faith, right? If we had total Amunah by Hashem, right? And again, it's real. It's not, the litmus test is real, right? You know, if we would be, what is it, today's April 15th, right? Tonight? Tonight's April 15th. Taxes? We wouldn't have any doubt to do taxes correctly. Shem knows exactly, I don't have to worry about anything. Charity? The right thing. Kosher? No pride. I'm not going to worry about it. At all. Nothing. Again, it's real. If you're not, if you don't really believe it, we're fooling ourselves, right? Um, but a, a, a person be cognizant that uh, Hashem knows our betacha, knows our faith, so we would be more genuine about it. We'd be more real with it, right? It's easy to say Baruch Hashem or Hashem, I believe in it. There, very often, a person says it does believe at one level, right? But there's still that, that gap. Right, where they can't sleep at night. Right, that's that gap where they're nervous. Is like, which means that some of them really be talking because you're not nervous when you have everything set. You know, if you have if you have millions of dollars in the bank, you're not worried about being a doctor's bill. <laughs> you have millions of dollars in the bank. What are you nervous about? You pay to be a doctor's bill. You don't have the, right when you when you, have, when you view yourself as having nothing in the bank, so you're nervous. So a person would be talking about Shem is a millionaire. Doesn't mean they have to be right. Well, they say billionaires, they have the confidence of billionaire. They know that they're not nervous when when they're going for the job interview because they'll do their part. They'll do their part, and if they're supposed to get the job, they're gonna get it, right? But is that and that itself is a merit? But that that reality is real because Hashem truly knows what we really believe. Again, this is all uh, to be worked on, but the the the, the, the benefit 
of working on it is tremendous. And as I, I, I mentioned, like if you're be in Iran today or in France today, uh, we shouldn't have these tests. Uh, but quite frankly, uh, you know, my Shiv used to always say that we talk on something, you have to work on it. It's a muscle. You can't first work on it when you're in the test. Right? If you have this mahalach, this, this pathway, then when you're in the test, you can handle it. You can't. For, it's much harder to start lifting weights in the boxing ring of life when you're in the, ready in the ring, right? But we, if we work on ourselves, we can handle and thrive and succeed in the small tests, and we'll be, have the ability to raise the challenge in the larger ones. Okay, thank you. We're talking about it now. This is part of how, how to work yeah, on it. Okay, so the first thing for right now is to think over this, these these principles, right? We'll we'll talk more and more practical things as we go along, but certainly you have to know these things in your life. So what does it mean to know these things? So I'll give you an example. Let's say. Uh, you're in traffic, okay? You're in traffic. So you can say, this is traffic. Say, Baruch Hashem, I'm in traffic. Traffic is a great exercise, right? You wake up in the middle of the night, your kid's sick. Baruch Hashem, this is my challenge, Hashem. You start bringing Hashem into your life. Why, why are you saying Baruch Hashem? It's 3 a.m. in the morning. You woke up in the middle of the night. Why are you saying Baruch Hashem traffic? Are you Mashigana? Who says Baruch Hashem? Baruch Hashem, because this traffic came from Hashem. Right? You're going into an interview, right? You start saying, Baruch Hashem, right? So you start uh, bringing in these principles into, into reality, right? So that's part of it. It's taking these principles and bringing it in. That's part of what we have to be doing. Yeah? Good? Also, by the way, one of the ways to work on, on, on Bitochen is Tehillim. It's a great, it's a great tool. Tehillim actually articulates a lot of these other things we're, we're learning. If you, don't, if, you, if you don't understand Tehillim, you should get the Hebrew English. So saying Tehillim every day, or even davening, you focus on it. Right? Hashem loves me, Hashem cares about me. Every time, you know, you bang your head. You ever bang your head on, on the wall? I'm just saying, Baruch Hashem. You know, I, I, you, you start bringing in that, yeah, this happened from Hashem, and Hashem loves me, and it's okay, and this is for my challenge, and my tribulations, and if you do that when you're in traffic, or when your kid's up at three in the morning, or when you got a bill you didn't expect, or when you have a difficulty, or your head hurts, you know, actually, three hours ago, I had a pounding headache, I don't know why, I had a pounding headache, and I got home, and I have a big family, and, uh, you know, it can be challenging, right? You know, even when you love your kids, and you have six kids on you, you know, and your head's pounding you, right? And, you know, you didn't eat. It's not that easy, right? right? But you say, oh, thank God, this is my challenge for right now. I'm going to work on it. Now, if I'm, if all I want is space, you know, I want to go to bed, I want to relax. I say, you know, you imagine, you come home, you're going to get like, uh, you know, uh, What's it called? Um, a hammock, maybe. Pina colada. That's, that's you imagine you're getting home and you catch your house and, and that's not the case. Your headache's there. So instead of, oh, Hashem gave me the headache. I didn't have to have a headache. This is exactly what I need. Why do I need this? Maybe I have to work on my character. 
maybe my head was in the wrong place at the wrong time, it's a kapara, maybe it's to, you know, whatever, but when a person has all of that, so you work on it. <laughs> then when there's a real challenge, yeah, but even that, even that case, why should my kids have suffered because I had a headache? Why should my wife have suffered? Why should I have suffered? If I were to come out in there, and I'm not saying it was perfect, by the way, um, Tylenol did help. Uh, but, uh, you know, at the end, I haven't taken a Tylenol in, I don't know, a few months, but today I have it. You know, that's my opportunity to work on Mitochon, right? And it's not a headache. It's Hashem giving me this. It's not my kids, right? It's So you've got to work on all of these. But the way you can do that is by taking all of these principles and inculcating them. Realizing, the, like we spoke about in the beginning, all of the benefits of Bitochon. Right? Inculcating that Bitochon is a great thing to have. Inculcating the seven, why should I be Bitochon? Right? Why I should be happy when I made a trip and my flight got cancelled or I got this. I said, but why? Because Hashem... I'm stuck on the plane next to this person. I'm closer next to this person. Now, if I could change my seat without making chil Hashem, maybe I should change my seat. But if I can't, then this is who my child and Baruch Hashem. I'm supposed to be here. Let me make the advantage of it. Let's see what I can do. And you know, instead of oh, you know, growling and upset, I'll tell you. I don't know. It's crazy. I, I, I you know, I, I one time I met somebody incarnation of evil. This is crazy. We flew back from New York. It was about three years ago. Flew back from New York, and there were these two people sitting in front of us. My one of my kids, you know, was crying their heads off. I think they had an ear earache, and they were crying on the plane. They wanted to slaughter my kid. <laughs> this is not a joke. They, they, they went to kill the evilness that I saw in my face. They wanted to kill. My, my wife told me that she got off the plane. And the lady looked at her and she said, Good riddance. Right? To my wife. Good riddance. What's riddance? Riddance is happy to see you go. You know. They, you know, I mean, they, they were so, I mean, burning with anger. I really like think they were anti-Semitic as well. But my point is, let's imagine they weren't anti-Semitic. They're sitting the plane. They wanted to relax on the plane. They have a kid crying next to you. They viewed it as my kid was like, you know, like so terrible, so evil. Being. The kid was, I was a two month old. I don't remember if it was Israel or was it Adina when she was a baby. I forget what it was, but I just, just remember the burning anger of these people. Like, and they were like so crass, like really low lives. Um, like, can't you do anything? Like, they were like giving faces and like so. Um, now, for them, I, they're nebuch. I mean, they were so angry, so frustrated. Instead of like, okay, I'm not supposed to, there's supposed to be a big crying baby next to me. This is what's supposed to happen, right? You know, for me, <laughs> who's seen there, there's nothing I can do. I've tried my wife the whole time trying to get the baby quiet. Not for her sake, for the baby's sake. Not for their sake, for the baby's sake. She was also nervous because people like, were irate beyond belief. But, you know, lots of not, these people were supposed to be there. Huh? I, you know, they, 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 whatever it was supposed to be, but they had no bitachon whatsoever. So if you be in that seat, you were tired, you wanted to sit in the plane, or you just want your space, and you end up there, Baruch Hashem. So how, why are you saying Baruch Hashem? Wouldn't it be nice to not have a crying baby next to you? Wouldn't it be nice to have an extra comfy seat? 
Maybe it would have been nice to get bumped to first class. There's no student coach, right? No, but you didn't get bumped to first class. And you have a baby crying. So, Baruch Shem, why do you say Baruch Shem? Because you think, Shem loves me. It's exactly what I need. Just like Hashem's helping in the past. It's helping me now. Right? All the principles we're talking about, you have to put into play, right? So, and then when you say Baruch Hashem, and you make the most of it, it's a different world. That's how you work on Mitochem. That's on a plane ride. Every day you have a million Baruch Hashem opportunities. Right? You burn dinner. Now, of course, if you burn dinner every night, something's wrong. Okay? You start learning how to how to burn dinner. But when you, before you burn dinner, right? Baruch Hashem. Dinner we got burned tonight. I'll make it. You work on it. You understand? You, you apply. We're learning the principles which you apply, but then you have to make it practical. Right? You gotta, you gotta, and then life is good. Imagine now you're on a flight and you don't sleep at night. You know, my wife last night actually, she teaches on Wednesday from Mira. My Omaliazer, she told me like I should die for this more. She, I mean, she was zonked. I mean, I don't know what happened last night, um, but it was a bad night, right? Imagine she felt it was Shlomo Eliezer's fault, right? Or, or this shouldn't have happened. Wouldn't you be upset the whole day? Like, uh, inherently you're going to be a little bit tired that, that's for sure so guess what sometimes the Shem says you're going to be tired right but you, when, when you're up 3 in the morning you're up 4 in the morning you have a headache when you don't feel well when you had a, an example I heard your mom got out of the hospital today Baruch Hashem not she, she's supposed to okay so she should have forced that so but you, you're at a meal you're people coming it should have been Your Alex, which would have been nice to have Alex at the meal, but he, he did. He was supposed to go to the hospital, but for you, you have to know you. Do, this is Hashem wants for you. You could be miserable. You could be angry. You could be less than ideal. You could be kaka kaka. You know what kaka kaka is? No, you know what kaka kaka. You speak Hebrew? Yeah, like you should. Come to come to. Uh-huh. So, or you could be fantastic. This is what I'm supposed to do, right? And it could be that I'm supposed to increase my prayer, but what we're learning should be applied. That's how you work on bitachon. We're giving you the mental mind frame to have bitachon. Then you got to bring it into your life. Okay? Clear? Okay. Thank you.